All right, welcome back to the TB Sports Pod, folks. Today we are going to be talking about week 13 of the college football season, rivalry week. It was a good one. It was a good one. I enjoyed it a lot. It was fun. Um, and then we'll also be talking about week 12 of the NFL. And then we're going to talk a little bit uh, because next week I really want to hone in on the um, college football championship week. So we're going to be doing pretty quick with the NFL next week. I'm just going to kind of quickly make my picks. And, uh, but we're going to do a little bit of NFL kind of, um, you know, where, where are we standing right now with, uh, playoff teams? So, I mean, we're getting near the end, um, week 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, five games. We're getting close. So we'll do that. Um, we will pre, we will review the college football week 13 and NFL week 12, but first. Okay, fun, fun week of college football rivalry week. One of the best weeks of the football season, in my opinion. Um, college rivalries are just different from NFL rivalries, mainly because college football fans are psychopaths. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we're let's just dive into it. It was a fun one. Um, I'm just going to go in order of days because we had a lot of games on Friday and we had a lot of games on um Saturday. So let's start with Nebraska. Kind of a bummer, man. Kind of a bummer. 31-28. Iowa won. I will say, though, at the point of the game where it was 28-13, I believe, in favor of Iowa, that's the kind of game I think that a Mike Riley coach team ends up losing 42-13. But they fought really hard. It's a tough place to play. They'll get him next year. But 31-28, Nebraska had an okay season. Marks the end. Iowa's going to play in a bowl game. Probably something like the Outback Bowl or something like that. But, yeah, it was an okay season from Nebraska. I think next year it'll be a lot better. We'll talk about more of that on the Husker Review Pod. But, yeah, um, 31-28 Iowa, unfortunately. Um, Next one, number 14, Texas at Kansas. Uh, Texas had a Big 12 championship game berth on the line. They won an ugly one, 24-17. Sam Elinger threw two interceptions. And then, yeah, he, he's apparently got a pretty banged up shoulder, which I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he'll play in the Big 12 championship, but I don't know how that's going to affect him um, moving forward. So we're, you know, that's something that will you'll have to keep an eye on next week. And, yeah, Texas wins on to the Big 12 championship for the first time since 2009. So Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy, they went to the national championship that year, lost to Alabama, I believe. So um, they'll play Oklahoma. We'll talk about the Oklahoma game in a few minutes. Um, next game, number nine, UCF at... Uh, USF, University of South Florida, and UCF won 38-10, to um, but the real story is, like, I mean, they beat them, everyone expected them to beat them, but uh, Mackenzie Milton went out with a gruesome 
absolutely gruesome, gruesome leg, leg injury. Um, you hate to see that happen. Uh, I mean, the dude's a senior. He's been playing really well. Um, I was kind of hoping that he'd just get like a, a respect invite to New York this year. But, I mean, that's probably not going to happen now. If if a little bit of chaos happened, they may have even had a chance to slip into the playoff. But, unfortunately, without the starting quarterback, I don't think they could, even with chaos, I don't think the committee is, would do that. Um, you know, I feel for, for McKenzie. Um, that sucks for him. That's pretty bad. And I kind of feel for the UCF fan base. I know that I've had my opinions on here about um, UCF and how they kind of complain a lot. And I didn't really like the whole national championship thing last year. Um, but yeah, they, you know, they, they, it sucks for them because what's probably going to happen, one of two things is going to happen is either they're going to lose to Memphis next week in the AAC championship game because they don't have Melton or they're going to win and then they're going to lose in a New York Six Bowl to a big-time program because they don't have Milton. I mean, maybe they would have lost even if they had Milton. Who knows? But, um, yeah, it just sucks. It's disappointing. It was kind of a damper on a really good day of football, I thought, um, and a really good weekend, you know, Thanksgiving, um, college football weekend, NFL on Sunday, and it just kind of, it kind of put a damper on things, I thought. Yeah, I hope he gets better sucks because that's probably his last football game because he probably I mean he's a small kid 5'11 I think probably wasn't gonna have much of an NFL career if any yeah just you know stinks stinks all right let's let's stop talking about sad stuff though um next one I was watching this game at the same time I was watching the Oklahoma game number 16 Washington at number 8 Washington State Washington wins 28-15 Washington owns Washington State. Uh, the weather was awful. It was downpour, and then blizzard, and then snow. You know, then it was just it was. T- it looked awful. It looked awful. And after what you saw happen on Saturday with the whole Ohio State thing, going into this week, everyone was talking about how Washington State looked more complete than Oklahoma, and more complete than. Uh, Ohio State. So one has to think, if Washington State had won this game, you know, what, would they have jumped to maybe number five? I don't know. But we'll never know because they lost. I mean, now they're not even going to the Pac-12 championship. Team with the best record in the Pac-12 is not even going. So, I mean, they're going to end up at like probably the Alamo Bowl against West Virginia, I would guess. If I, if I had to put a, a guess out there, but, um, I love Mike Leach, uh, but yeah, it, just kind of disappointing for them. Um, just can't get over that Washington hump. I mean, Washington, you got to feel kind of bad for cause going into the season, they were hyped up pretty big, lost a few games here and there, probably shouldn't have lost. So, but Washington successfully knocked the PAC 12 complete out of the playoff. Now there will for sure be no PAC 12 team the Pac-12 champion will either be Utah or Washington. So, uh, Game of the night, for sure. Friday night game. Probably game of the week, actually. Number 6, Oklahoma. Number 13, West Virginia. Oklahoma wins 59-56. 
Murray versus Greer, Heisman candidates dueling it out. Both played awesome. It was a fun game to watch. Scoring was everywhere. And now we get a Red River shootout rematch. We get Oklahoma, Texas, in the Big 12 championship in Jerry's world. And I could not be more happy. I am so glad that this is how it's going. So glad. Um, it'll be a fun game to watch. Atmosphere, I imagine, will be electric there. Murray versus Tech to redeem his one career loss, including high school. It's going to be a fun one. I'm super excited. We'll talk about more of it on the uh, championship preview show. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for this game. Absolutely stoked. Um, the West Virginia game was a lot of fun. Uh, Oklahoma kind of pulled a Rams Chiefs, kind of. Um, they got lit up on defense still, as they always have all season. But they scored two defensive touchdowns. So now I, I, I'm starting to think maybe if Oklahoma can score, not even necessarily score defensive touchdowns, but just make the occasional stop and then make the occasional interception or cause the occasional fumble, that, that could make things dangerous because they're going to score almost every time they have the ball. Almost every time they have the ball, they will score. I think against anybody. I really do. It just comes down to if they can't stop anybody, you know, we're just going to watch Georgia, like the Georgia game last year, like the Texas game, like this past year, or this year. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see, though. They got a big test against uh, um, Texas. They could have a shot at a playoff spot, depending on where the committee puts them in Ohio State. Um, we'll talk about that in the preview video, though. And should be a fun. It's, it's coming down to the wire, folks. It is coming down to the wire. All right, Saturday, number four Michigan at number 10 Ohio State. Ohio State blew the doors off of Michigan 62 to 39. Michigan has not beat Ohio State since 2011. They have not won in Columbus since 2000. Ohio State, I think you can now all safely say, owns, owns Michigan. Uh, Michigan had this game and then a Northwestern game, and then they were in the playoffs. To be fair, I've kind of thought most of the season that Michigan might be a little bit overrated, if we're going to be honest. Uh, their offense reminded me a lot of LSU's. Their defense reminded me a lot of LSU's. Their whole team reminds me a lot of LSU. They'll beat up on the little guys, but when they got to play a bigger dog, and I don't even think Ohio State's that big of a dog, they're going to lose probably. And they did. The two decent teams they played this year, they lost to. Notre Dame, Ohio State. They beat up on the little guys. They lost to the two good teams. So, um, you know, sucks for Michigan fans, but that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. Kind of sucks that Ohio State's back in this situation, though. I mean, they're probably going to go to the playoff or the Rose Bowl. I mean, that's one of two destinations. Unless Northwestern can pull off a miracle and beat Ohio State, which would be wild, they're probably going to the Rose Bowl or the playoff. All right, next one. Uh, Iron Bowl, Auburn at number one Alabama. Alabama wins 52-21. to 21. Tua had a, another fantastic game. Um, I think it's pretty clear that it's him versus Kyler Murray now. Probably with him in the lead, as he has been since the national championship last year. But uh, it was a close one at half. This is two straight now. 
two straight. Citadel was 10-10. Auburn was 17-14. And I think that if you're an Alabama fan, I wouldn't be concerned because your team's fantastic, your quarterback's fantastic. But the one thing I would be concerned about is that they've been kind of sleepwalking through this whole season. Not sleepwalking because they've been killing teams, but, you know, they've just been smoothly going through the season. And these past couple games against the Citadel and Auburn, they've kind of been a little sleepy in the first half. They've ended up blowing the doors off in the second half. But I don't know if you can do that against Georgia. I don't know if you can do that. So, um, Alabama 52, Auburn 21. Alabama, Georgia, SEC Championship next week. Um, probably one verse four, I would assume. Uh, next one, South Carolina at Clemson, 56-35. Another close one at half, 28-21 Clemson at half. Um, Clemson ends up you know, beating them 56-35. Solid win. Heard fans weren't super happy about it, but, I, I, you know, 56-35. You don't like South Carolina scoring 35 points. I get that. Only 14 in the second half, though. The thing that I'm... I think Clemson's really good. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think the ACC, as I've said before, is pretty severely overrated besides them. Um, They're undefeated. They deserve where they're sitting. I think they have one of the best front fours in college football. They have an okay linebacking core. But I think that their secondary should be cause for serious concern. Um, You let South Carolina throw 500-plus yards on you. And five touchdowns. South Carolina. South Carolina. What do you think Tua will do to you? What do you think Dwayne Haskins would do to you? What do you think Kyler Murray would do to you? I would be very nervous as a Clemson fan. If I mean, you're going <laughs> to... If you want to win a national championship, you will have to play one of those three teams. Probably Alabama. Maybe both of those teams, depending on you know how this all shakes out at the end of the day. To win. And I don't think they can handle that kind of passing attack. I really don't. I really don't. Um, Just not sold on the secondary. All right. Um, But they win. Play Pitt next week in the ACC championship. Uh, Next one, Notre Dame at USC. And we probably have our first college football clinch, college football playoff clinch of the year. Notre Dame wins 24-17. It was ugly. It's a rivalry game, though. It was ugly, though. Notre Dame was down 10-7 to um, at halftime. I'm not sold on them, as I've said before. I like Ian Book a little bit, but in any playoff that I can think of, any scenario after this week that I think of what could happen, he'd be the worst quarter, the fourth best in that group. You know, let's say it's Notre Dame, Clemson, uh, Alabama, and Oklahoma, or Ohio State. He's the fifth in that one, in that situation. He's the fifth, um, and I, I'd say by a pretty wide margin. So not super sold on, on Ian Book. Defense looks good at times, doesn't. I honestly think Notre Dame loses to whoever they play in the first round. Um, not super sold on them. But, hey, making it to the playoff is a huge accomplishment. Going 12-0 and 0 is a huge accomplishment. So congratulations to them. Um, congratulations to the Notre Dame faithful and Brian Kelly, his staff, all those guys. Unless something crazy happens and the committee screws you guys, um, congrats on the playoff berth. Uh, all right. The the last game of the night, the most ridiculous game, number seven LSU 
at number 22, Texas A&M. 74-72. That is not a basketball game. That is not a basketball. That is an SEC football game. An SEC football game. 74-72, Texas A&M. Seven over times. Seven. They scored... The score, the overtime score of the combined seven overtimes was 43 to 31. Madness. Absolute madness. It was crazy. It was wild. There was fights after the game. There was fights probably during the game, but there was fights between like Jimbo's nephew and a LSU staffer who has Parkinson. She like the most SEC thing imaginable. And, uh, but yeah, seven overtimes, 74-22. And they say the SEC plays defense. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, seven overtimes. So it was fun. Those are kind of the, the big games of the week. Um, championship week is set. And I'm just going to run those down real quick. Talk about them more on the preview show. Pac-12, Friday night, 7 o'clock on Fox. Utah-Washington, both 9-3. and three. Big 12, 11 a.m., ABC, the rest of these are on Saturday, by the way. Um, Texas versus Oklahoma, UT is 9-3, OU 11-1. AAC, UCF versus Memphis, uh, UCF is 11-0, Memphis 8-4, uh, 3 p.m. on ABC. SEC, number one, Bama, 12-0, versus number four, Georgia, 11-1, 3 p.m. on CBS. Mountain West, Fresno versus Boise, both 10 and 2, 6:30 on ESPN. And then ACC Clemson 12 and 0 versus Pitt 7 and 5, 7 p.m. on the ABC. And last but not least, Big 10 Northwestern versus Ohio State on 7 p.m. on Fox. Alrighty, so that is our college football week 13 review, and now we are going to dive into NFL Week 12. Okay, we are on to the NFL. Um, week 12 of the NFL, we're going to run down that really quick. And I want to talk a little bit more about playoffs than some of these games because, I mean, the games are okay this week. They're all right. Um, so we're going to start Thanksgiving. Bears 23, Lions 16. Lions, I'd say, are that's about it. Bears had Chase Daniel starting. You couldn't beat Chase Daniel. Um Cowboys, 31, Redskins, 23. I think the score is a little closer than the game. If you watch the game, Cowboys put a pretty good beating on him. Zeke's playing really well. Amari Cooper played lights out in that game. Absolutely lights out. 180, two touchdowns, 10 receptions or something like that. Played awesome. Um, Night Thanksgiving game, Saints, 31, Falcons, 17. Um, Saints still on a roll, and... One of those games, again, where you got to feel good if you're a Saints fan because Drew Brees didn't, I mean, he didn't play bad, but he just didn't put up those Drew Brees numbers that you kind of expect. And the defense really helped him out with that win. Yeah, I mean, you got to be pretty pretty happy if you're a Saints fan. If you're a Falcons fan, pretty bummed because you're at 4-7 and seven now. And yeah, that's just not very good. Not very good. So, um. I'm not saying that they're done, done. I mean, they're done. They're probably done. Um, all right, moving on to Sunday's games. Uh, a disgusting game. We'll start that first. 
Buccaneers 27, 49ers 9. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, don't worry about your dry or your your uh, your job. Uh, Mullen will not be taking it even after that Oakland game. Um, yeah, Jameis playing. Jameis played all right. He played okay. Um, Three fifteen, two touchdowns. Still, I, I I still don't think he's the answer. I mean, San Francisco, uh, both teams still pretty bad. And yeah, we're up to what four wins for Tampa Bay. Still at two for San Francisco. So. This is kind of a garbage game of the week, and Buccaneers are proving that they're not at the bottom of the heap, I guess. Uh, next one, Patriots-Jets. Uh, Patriots won 27-13. Gronk was back, first touchdown since week one. That's got to be good if you're a Patriots fan. Overall, team looked pretty good. Defense looked pretty good. Um, I mean, you know, Jets aren't anything amazing, but it's little steps for Patriots fans, I'd say, just as the weeks keep going, as the weeks keep going. So they're at 8-3 and three now, still sitting at number 2 in the AFC. Uh, next one, pretty good game. Eagles needed this one bad. If Eagles didn't win this one, I might have said done. But they're at 5-6 and six now. Uh, squeaked one out against the Giants, 25-22. So they're still in it. They're still in it. Uh, they, I, they still have another game with the Gi- or with the Redskins and the Cowboys. They've got, you know, the Texans on their schedule. I mean, it's not the easiest path, but they have a chance. They have a chance. Um, Next one, Ravens 34, Raiders 17. Another start by Mr. Lamar Miller, or (laughs) Lamar Jackson. He had a pretty solid game, except for those two interceptions, but he just gives you more than Flacco does at this point. If you are... On the Ravens, I mean, you need to be starting Jackson. I I think Flacco's done. You need to start Jackson, and I think he's your best hope if you're trying to make a playoff run. So we'll see moving forward. Um, Next one, Bills 24, Jags 21. Bills blew the absolute doors off of them physically. The score, no, but physically. They just looked like they wanted to be there, and the Jags did not want to be there. And then Leonard Fournette basically showed himself the door. There was a huge brawl. Leonard Fournette and Shaq Lawson ended up getting a giant fight. And, yeah, they, you know, kicked them both out of the game. Looks like Fournette's going to be suspended for a game. And, I mean, the Bills, you got to be pretty happy with this win, though, right? I mean, Josh Allen looked okay. I know the Jags are, like, ultra dysfunctional right now and the season, and I think it's starting to look more and more like like I've been saying, last year was a fluke. Um, but yeah, if you're a Bills fan, move up to 4-7. and seven, Maybe see if you can get a couple more wins this season and carry some momentum in the next season, get a decent draft pick, have a good draft, and kind of see where it carries you. If you're a Bills fan, I think you got to be a little bit, you know, optimistic. Um, next one, super good game. Might have been the game of the week. Um, Seahawks 30, Panthers 27, and this was had huge playoff implications. Um, both these teams are still very much alive and both these teams, I think have a very good shot of making the playoffs. Um, if I were a betting man, I'd probably take both these teams to make the playoffs. If we're being honest, um, maybe the Vikings, but Wilson looked great. Cam still looked good though. McCaffrey played unbelievable. 100 and 100. 
plus. I mean, he had like 300 total yards, a couple touchdowns. He played great. Cam Newton played pretty good besides that one ugly pick, but he was 25 for 30, 250, two TDs, one interception. McCaffrey had 17 carries, 125 a touchdown, 11 receptions, 112 and a touchdown. Uh, Russell Wilson played out of his mind, 22 20, for 31, 340, two TDs. Carson played pretty good. It was a fun game. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, all right, next one, Browns, Bengals. Uh, Browns 35, Bengals 20. Uh, there was that whole Baker fiasco with Hugh Jackson after the game. Didn't hug him, but then they shook hands. I mean, people are just being babies about it. Get over it. Get over it. Hugh Jackson went to another team. Baker's always been a fiery dude. It is what it is. He went, went to a division rival. Now there's talk that they might make him the head coach after Marvin Lewis. I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't blame Baker. I also don't blame Hugh, Hugh Jackson. Like, get over it. This is the NFL. Get over it. All right, next one. Um, and, you know, Browns are still kind of alive. So are the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals are slowly dying. It's pretty ugly, especially for someone like me who is like, oh, yeah, the Bengals. Yeah, they might they might win the division. Eh. All right, next one. Chargers, 45. Cardinals, 10. A little scary at first. Cardinals went up 10-zip. You thought, uh-oh, is this the Chargers collapse that we're all so accustomed to? Is this just, you know, mediocrity waiting? Nope. Philip Rivers played out of his mind. Played fantastic. 26 for 29, 353 touchdowns. Gordon, 61 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Rosen's just been getting smacked since he started. David Johnson, turns out he's not very good. I mean, I don't want to say that. He's not having a very good season. I think David Johnson is good. He's just not having a good season. Um, but yeah, Chargers still shot at winning the division. They'll definitely get a wild card, but they still got a shot to win the division. I don't see any reason why they, they can't. Um, all right, next one. The Colts and Dolphins. Colts 27, Dolphins 24. Uh, there are so many moments in this game where I felt like the Dolphins should have taken control and won the game. They did not. They lose 27-24. Andrew Luck's still playing great. And they're priming themselves up for a potential run for the playoffs. So we'll see. Uh, next one, Broncos, our dear friend of the podcast, Andrew. He he liked this game. Uh, Broncos 24, Steelers 17. And Broncos, still very much alive. Steelers, kind of an ugly loss. It's not bad, though. Mile High is a, play, a, a tough place to play. It's a weird place to play. Like, good teams go in there all the time and lose. So if you're a Steelers fan, you know, take the gun off of your head and calm down. You guys will be fine. You guys will at least for sure win the division. You might get the fourth seed. Probably won't get a bye. I mean, you might. Seven and three and one. But it's okay. It's fine. You guys will be okay. You got Big Ben and you have one of, if not the best receiver in the league, and your defense is a lot better than it has been. So if you're a Steelers fan, there's no need to hit the panic button. If you're a Broncos fan, get excited, though. Two weeks in a row, you beat the Chargers and the Steelers, one on the road. Those are good wins. Good wins. And an easy schedule coming up. I like Denver to make a little run, too, kind of like Indianapolis. All right, Sunday night game. Packers 17, Vikings 24. Uh, huge game for both these teams. Packers can't play on the road. 
Aaron Rodgers has no help. This is probably the end of Mike McCarthy. It's probably the last season, I would assume. So, you just got to kind of feel for Aaron Rodgers a little bit. A little bit. I, I by no means am a Packers fan, but you got to feel for him a little bit because it just seems like the organization is inept. And I mean, maybe Mike McCarthy shouldn't, probably shouldn't have been there the past couple of years, right? I don't know. But yeah, 24 17, Vikings win. They're, you know, very much in the hunt for still the division, I suppose, but definitely still in the hunt for a wild card. And Monday night, Texans 34-17. This is the first time that the Texans, I thought, on this win streak looked really good. Um, They go down 10-0. They look sleepy. Look like, okay, this this might be it. This might be it. And then they just rattle off, you know, points. Um, End up having that huge Lamar Miller play. Uh, Deshaun Watson played great. I mean, don't get me. Mariota only had one incompletion. They still lost. Part of that's on the coach for some pretty bad play calls. Part of that's on the rest of the team and the defense for not being able to stop Houston. Had our first Demarius Thomas sighting of, you know, scoring. He's had a few catches so far since he's been with uh, Houston. But, yeah, pretty good win. Um, yeah, I know I went the through those pretty quick, but that's because I just wanted to talk about uh, the playoff picture right now. Um, so we're going to start with the AFC. I'm just going to talk about who's in right now in the hunt, uh, teams I think have a chance, and I'm going to hand out some done change, done chains, because teams are done. There are done teams right now who are out over. All right, AFC. Uh, the buys right now are Kansas City, 9-2, and two, New England, 8-3. and three. Um, Then you have Houston at 8-3, and three, Pittsburgh at 7-3-1, and one. the Chargers at the 5 seed at 8-3. It's because of Kansas City. And then Baltimore at six and five. In the hunt, you have Indianapolis, Miami, Cincinnati, Denver, Tennessee, technically Cleveland. Um, teams that I think really have a chance out of those teams in the hunt are uh, Indianapolis and Denver. Um, one of these three teams will get left out: Indianapolis, Denver, Baltimore. I think everybody else right now: Kansas City, New England. Houston, Pittsburgh, Chargers will all make the playoffs. Now, I don't know if Houston will win the division. It's looking more and more like they will. I don't know if Kansas City or the Chargers will win the division, but I'd guess Kansas City right now. But I think all five of those teams will be in the playoffs in some sort of fashion. I don't know what order. But then I think that sixth seed will either be Baltimore, Indianapolis, and Denver. Right now, I'd probably take Indianapolis. Then you'd get Indianapolis-Houston in the first round if it were to start today and Indianapolis were to make it. (laughs) So um, let's move to the NFC quickly. New Orleans, number one, 10-1. Rams, two, 10-1. New Orleans has the head-to-head tiebreaker. Bears are three at eight and three. Dallas, four, six, and five. Um, Number five is... Vikings six four and one, Redskins six at six and five, still in the hunt. Seattle six and five, Panthers six and five, Philly five and six, Green Bay four six and one. Um, of those teams, teams that I think actually have a chance are all but Green Bay, and 
I think that Dallas is going to end up winning. I think that one, two, three, and four, one, two, and four are set. The Bears are close, I think. But I, I, I would be inclined to say that one, two, three, and four are going to be one, two, three, and four when the playoffs start. Five, six, I don't know. I could see Seattle getting in. I could see the Panthers getting in. I could see Philly getting in. I could see the Vikings getting in. I think the Redskins are done with no Alex Smith, though. So I think that the Vikings, Seattle, Panthers, Philadelphia, and I guess for the sake of it, we might as well throw in Dallas, will be competing for the NFC East Division Championship slash wildcard. Division Championship, obviously, only between Philadelphia and Dallas. But, yeah. Um, all right, now we're going to do, I'm going to hand out some done chains, teams that are done. I also have a teams that might join soon. Done chains. Atlanta gets a done chain, four and seven. It's over. Buffalo, four and seven, done. They've been done. Tampa, they've been done, four and seven. Detroit, they've been done, four and seven. Jacksonville, been done, three and eight. Jets, three and eight. Giants, three and eight. Oakland 2-9, Arizona 2-9, 49ers 2-9. So far we have 10, de- 10 teams that are done. Done, done, done. Um, the teams that I think can join soon, Tennessee. I think that's coming soon. 5-6 and six right now. One more loss and probably done. Cleveland, 4-6-1. and one. one more loss, probably done. Miami, 5-6. and six. Probably done. Cincinnati, probably done. Green Bay, probably done. Washington with the injuries, not a lot of youth. And Reuben Foster, karma, probably done. And Philly, outside looking in, probably done. I'm sorry that I've been riding with Philly all year. I just can't lose. You know, they won the Super Bowl last year and they lost like nobody. I got to think that they pick it up at some point, but they're almost done. They lose another one. They lose another two. They're for sure done. They lose one more. They're probably done. But, all right. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast this week. We will be back next time with a college football conference championship week preview and then picks for week 13 of the NFL. Um, Thanks and have a great rest of your day.